notes, I accidentally texted my date the wrong address when I invited him over for a nightcap. Shut up. So, he so shut you're up literally wrong... what you were talking about, kind of, in a way. It's like, I can't find <laughs> this person. <laughs> I can't find you because literally you gave can't... me the wrong like, address. <laughs> I'm here. Where are you? Welcome to the first episode of season six of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa, and we're here to wish you a happy Valentine's Day because no matter what your relationship status is, this episode has it all. We're going to kick off the new season by sharing what's made us uncomfortable lately. Melissa, let's start with you. Well, I visited the dermatologist for the first time ever in my life which in itself making doctor's appointments that's uncomfortable but also the fact that i discovered that i have slight psoriasis wait what (laughs) yeah so i have this prescription little topical medication that i need to put on my little scalpy scalp at least once a week and then i have this special shampoo that i need to use on my head uh maybe once so twice a week i told the doctor i was i said i don't wash my hair every day so i'm not going to use this thing every day and he's like oh yeah just use it twice a week if you can once is fine but wait that's yeah. kind of wild so you went to the dermatologist out of your own volition well i was experiencing a really itchy patch on the top of my head since the end of november oh, that's a um, long time it is and you know in classic busy doctor's office fashion when you call to make an appointment they're like yeah we could see you in a month right (laughs) so um i noticed it at the end of november um was dealing it with it through december and then mid-december i was like i need to make an appointment wow um and so yeah because i'd never experienced that it was like super itchy and Mm -hmm. like super like flaky and i've had dandruff in the past you know nothing head and shoulders can't fix but it was really weird that it was just that one spot and it was like super itchy and it came in waves and it felt really irritated. Um, wow. So I asked, I was like, is it the weather? Is it, um, you know, what what is the cause of this? Because I've never had any sort of person in my life or related to me that has experienced like this psoriasis situation. I've never had a, uh, you know, a relative that's had it before. So I'm like, this is just me. Um, but he's like, it could be a a variety of things but i was like well didn't expect that thought i was just gonna get some ointment or something for this temporary thing but apparently it's something that can just pop up but (laughs) yeah that's uncomfortable but i'm glad that i went so i could deal with it that's great i love that (laughs) oh yeah so doing adulting things i guess but also not great (laughs) yeah uncomfortable but i it was worth it i think now I can actually have an answer. You know how when you're growing up, it's like, we don't go to the doctor unless you're, you're real dying. sick. Yeah. And so that was the uncomfortable part. I was like, do I even need mm. to be here? Turns out I did. Mm. <laughs> Turns out I did need to be you there. You did have a reason. Okay. Well, anyone <laughs> out there who's listening that suffers from mild to mild, I sound like a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> if you suffer from mild to moderate psoriasis. <laughs> there are literally commercials about that. So. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, How about you? Uh, I'm I don't have psoriasis, so that's nice. I suppose. <laughs> Melissa just joked on her drink. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> it only needs one of us. So that's not, duo. I, there's a lot of little 
things that have made me uncomfortable lately to the point where I'm trying to figure out which one to share, <laughs> which one is the most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Pick and, from a jar. What will it be? Right. Let me just choose. Because some of them are good uncomfortable. Yeah. So, for example, I'm starting pottery tomorrow, and I've never I'm done so it before. For you. February's focus is uh, going on dates, whether that's just, you know, in general or with myself. And so mm. I prioritized, you know, these nice pottery sessions for me. Cute. Um, I've also get started. Ready for, get ready for all the ghost. I don't know if you've even seen that movie. Oh, I have. The... I know oh, exactly okay. what yeah. you're talking so, about. You know how when I was doing that, when just doing pottery classes, that's how many people replied to me saying, oh, my God, have you seen the movie Ghost? <laughs> have you seen the movie Ghost? <laughs> you're having like, a ghost yeah. moment. <laughs> I have. Uh, but... You know, I'm going to keep it lighthearted. I, and Melissa knows this. We've discussed this before. I recently rewatched Grease because it came back <laughs> on Netflix. So and did I. I. I was getting ready uh, to go to LA recently, this past weekend, actually. And I was packing and I just needed something in the background. Anyway, so I threw it on. And I, as the more I watch it, the older I get. It gets worse every time. It's it's bad. This is not a movie that ages well for me. I mm-hmm. I the older I get, the more I realize how old they are, mm-hmm. and it's wild. Like in the preview, you can see her wrinkles. What's her name? The actress. Um, she passed away recently, actually. Um, oh, of course I can't remember it now that you're okay. prompting me. It, well, tell me who she is, listeners, please. Olivia Newton-John. There we go. Mm-hmm. But you can see how old they are, and I remember. Watching that movie as a kid and thinking it was so much fun. First of all, why was I watching it as a kid? But I didn't yeah, understand. Who let us watch this as a kid? Uh, right. I, I know exactly who. <laughs> I just, but the more I watch it, the more I'm like, whoa, this isn't cool. I don't really appreciate how she had to change to be with him at the end. And Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know. haven't seen this movie that came out in the 70s. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie, I've ruined nothing for you. <laughs> because we all saw it coming (laughs) yeah anyway it just to me is not a movie that ages well or sits well there's a lot of toxic themes to me in it and i'm sure i'm gonna get a lot of hate for that but i don't care i don't i don't think so because i agree I don't need you. So that was a fun but uncomfortable moment. Because I, I was packing too, and I remember hearing some of the dialogue and thinking, wait, what the fuck? Like, did they just say that? Did, what? Yeah, there are so many things. We could get into it. We could have a whole episode about how problematic Greece is. You know what? We should. We that should, should be one okay. of our episode topics. So stay tuned for that coming up in coming season up. six. <laughs> Movies that don't age well. We may age well, you know, but yes. these movies don't. <laughs> All right, right, we're going to take a break so you can pay for the anti-aging cream that we need to stay looking young, (laughs) unlike Greece. (laughs) To age well, unlike Greece, rather, I should say. We'll be right back. Since we are releasing our first episode of the season on Valentine's Day, we thought it fitting that today we would talk about all things dating, from first dates to worst dates, and ultimately how to have the best date. So, Melissa, I know you have a burning question for us to <laughs> yes, explore let's together. Let's get right into this investigative journalism that we're <laughs> about to go through. Can't wait. Um, my first question for you about first dates is: What about it makes you uncomfortable? What about 
first dates specifically make you uncomfortable? Well, the biggest thing for me is what if I don't see them? Like, what if I can't find them? (laughs) Hold on. I thought you were going to get real deep right now. I thought you were going to say, what if I can't see them as being part of my life? But you're like, literally, what if I don't get the right? What if I can't see them as being part of my life because I can't find them in the crowd? I don't I literally have texted. I'm just like, I've I've said I'm bad at finding people. (laughs) Where are you? Like, you need to tell me. Because I'm not there first. Absolutely not. Note to self or forever is going to have a first date with Vanessa. Don't set a date in a location that has bad cell service. Because you'll never find I'll never find you. And I'm so terrible. Even with people I know. Especially, even with people I know, I cannot find them in a crowd. I am the worst at Where's Waldo. It's not fun for me. I get easily frustrated. And I also feel stupid just standing there looking. And thinking, oh my gosh, do they see me standing here looking stupid looking for them? There is so much to unpack there. (laughs) And so instead of trying to find them, half my energy is spent worrying that I look... The logistics. I look dumb because I can't... And I, I, I should say, it's actually never been as hard as I, as I think it'll be. But that has always been just a, a, a kind of silly, but, you know, uncomfortable thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's fair. It's well, you have to be like, oh, hi. You know, just the, the initial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I digress. How about you? <laughs> For me, uh, I am, I think, the opposite of Vanessa in that I don't really date. <laughs> um, so I have very far and distant um, examples to pull from. But in terms of things that I can recall that have made me uncomfortable about first dates is... The fact that it's only after the fact that I realized that I went on a first date with somebody. <laughs> what? So I I guess in in the process of like getting to know someone that I may like or be attracted to, you know, you in my head I always categorize it as not a date. I'm like, oh, we're gonna hang out. But then you I realize later that it actually that is that is what a first date is. Wait, <laughs> is, like Wait. deciding. <laughs> Whatever define in my head, what defines a first date is a mutual decision to go to a somewhere, to whatever the activity is, you know, grab a cup of coffee, grab a beer or whatever, and talk and get to know each other, right? Like that's that's what a date in my head is, and I've done that. But in those situations, I guess maybe it's like a coping mechanism. I never in my head have categorized this. Oh, I'm going on a date. Wait, but do they know we're, that you're going on a date? Yeah, from my experience, for the people that I've then dated and Stop. were in relationships with, we're like, yeah, that was our first date. And I was like, oh, that was. Stop! <laughs> it's only until after we were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so you're showing up to this date and this other person is showing up clearly thinking it's a date and you're just like no what i'm saying (laughs) that's how yes that's how i show up too that's how i show up you would never i don't know why interpretation of you 
No, it's more so like I think it's a coping mechanism for myself to be like, this is not a big deal. This is just like a we're hanging out. Okay. This isn't because it puts like this weird pressure for it to be like, this is a first date, you know? No, yeah, I get that. So I realized that later that 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 is a coping mechanism. Well, have you like known these people before though? Because for me, it was obvious that it was a first date because I had literally never met them before. Um. Well, yeah, for me in, in the dating experiences that I've had, I've like known these people prior to having dated them. So maybe okay. that's part of it, too. So it's like the friends to more than friends situation. Mm. So maybe that's where I like the line, the blurred line of like, where do we when we've crossed from that? Melissa, your dating experience sounds very much like a cute Disney rom-com teen movie whereas mine sounds like a hodgepodge episode of sex in the city that never made the cut because it but i love this this you know the spectrum that we have between the two of us it's fine it's very telling of our personalities (laughs) are you more melissa's friend or my friend (laughs) if you're my friend you'll eventually become vanessa's friend so (laughs) and vice versa i feel that's pretty accurate yeah we don't share boyfriends though that's not a thing we've done so (laughs) let's just be clear about that one we're going down a different we are okay 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 let's get back on track i i'd like to know melissa for you we asked our audience this but i want you to answer first so for you what would be an ideal comfortable first date spot and your choices are coffee shop dinner at a restaurant live show or concert or movie theater you know what I'm going to say. But they don't. <laughs> For me, I think I would choose a daytime or evening. Yeah, not a nighttime activity per se. I think I would choose like a coffee shop for that instance. Or or even, I'm, I'm breaking the rules already, or even like a brewery. I feel like that's like the evening equivalent Ooh, of a coffee shop. Does that fall under coffee shop? I guess we didn't offer bar as a choice, although we should have now that I'm yeah. realizing it. Now that I'm realizing it, but I feel like a brewery or a, uh, yeah, a brewery specifically is like the evening version of a coffee shop, right? It's like breweries don't stay open until 2 a.m. like a bar, but they like similar vibes. It's not like a really loud bar where you have to yell over people to have a No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be comfortable for me. Well, it seems like our audience would agree with you, Melissa, because 62% of them chose coffee shop as their ideal first date spot, followed by 29% for dinner, 10% said live show or concert, and 0% said movie theater, which I suppose makes sense because how would that be a good first date if you're sitting in the dark watching a screen? Yeah, I concur. Yeah. So... I guess what would similar- you answer? Well, I guess similarly to you, I don't know about a brewery just because I'm not the biggest beer fan, but definitely a place to grab a drink has been my mm-hmm. most common. One time someone recommended boba. And oh, that's, it- that's kind of Well, nice. yeah, but in my mind, I was like, I, I really need to like you a little bit more than just meeting you. Boba matters to me more. Oh, oh, interesting. I learned <laughs> I learned something new. Yeah, well, I just think for me personally, I like the social lubrication of a cocktail i was gonna say i think that's part of it too it gives you a little yeah i'm doing a motion that no one that's listening can see but i'm like it <laughs> loosens you up and to you know be more open right and i've done the maybe. coffee thing before and it's been fine it just it didn't feel as easy hmm. 
does the coffee like wind you up and you just like get in your head maybe honestly and i had just come from a spin class whatever it <laughs> yeah well on that note do you have any anecdotes <laughs> to share from your first dating experiences that you've had because we've also asked some of our audience members as well if they would like to if they wanted to share some and we have some little funny tidbits that we could share but how about you first anecdotes um i'm not gonna go to and it's it's up to you i don't know well i can't i don't know what to share i i i realize i didn't even prepare my, myself mentally for this question okay well then well, let me read then yes um, please what someone had submitted which i thought was great yes um also it's not like i have a ton of these to scroll through in my brain <laughs> yeah so let's see if this is um will inspire you some stories or have you recall anything um, that you've Great, let's do it, let's do it. So this person, and thank you to everyone who participates in our polls and our little questions because this, this, I love reading all of these stories and how you guys respond and, and feeling like we're all in this little community. But this person said, um, they, one of their funny first date stories or just dating stories in general, was I accidentally texted my date the wrong address when I invited him over for a nightcap. Shut up. So, he so you're up literally what you were talking about, kind of, in a way. It's like, I can't find <laughs> this person. <laughs> I can't find you because literally, you gave me the wrong like, address. <laughs> I'm here. Where are you? I'm here. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I wonder what address... They sent the person. Maybe just flip the numbers or something. You know, you're typing real fast. I hope so, because that would be hilarious if it was a completely just wrong. It's like, this is a pizza shop. Like, <laughs> or this is like a salon that's closed right you're now. Probably, yeah, I wanted you to pick up some pizza on the way, so I sent you there first. <laughs> that's the nightcap. That's the nightcap. It's pizza. It's pizza, obviously. You know? Um, this one, I won't read the whole thing because it is a little a little lengthy, but it's it's a good story. Um, basically, this person um, was, you, you know how some of the apps, <laughs> I wouldn't know, um, some of the, the apps you can do like, I'm here to make, make friends. I'm not here to date. Yes. I'm here for friends. So this person, with that intention, went on this, I guess, date or meetup and they start talking and she immediately can tell his mannerisms and questions that he asks are showing that he is not interested in just friendship. So this person keeps talking to avoid what she knows is coming because he oh. he asks to hold her hand and is complimenting no. the way her lips are nice and look. No. And then he goes in for a kiss. No. And then they at this point hadn't even gotten drinks yet. They were at, they were waiting for <laughs> Isn't that the first part? <laughs> you know what you're saying. Let's get a drink first before anything happens. But yeah, apparently So no beverages have arrived and this man has already tried to kiss her? Yes. Yeah, so the the situation was that they had put their name down for the restaurant. There was a wait. So they were like doing, you know, went off and went on a walk or whatever. And they were just talking before they even got sat down at this at this restaurant. Okay. That makes me feel slightly better. <laughs> but yeah. And um, it was just awkward because they had then sat down at this place after that whole interaction happened of like him trying to kiss her. And then. Yeah. He, he he asked like do you, do you oh do you not kiss on a first date and she's 
she responded like yeah i don't i don't kiss on a first date and then they had to sit through that awkward meal afterwards Ugh. yeah because he had she had basically had rejected right. this person already before it even started technically yikes so. that's intense i don't have a personal story to share but in terms of dinner I will say pro tip is check the menu first because I do know someone that unintentionally spent like $200 on a first date. Oh. And that's because he didn't know that it was going to be that pricey of a place. And she wasn't exactly trying to pick the cheapest thing either. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's rough. That is rough. That's a good tip, actually. And I don't think I have any horror stories either. Because my life is a Disney movie, <laughs> so. <laughs> You're a Disney princess, and therefore, of course, you wouldn't have any horror stories. I I don't have a, okay, I don't have a horror story about a first date, because I just went over to this guy's place to hook up, but we did go on a date for the second time we met up, and it was just awkward. He drove this massive truck. And I remember he wanted to park in front of the restaurant, but parking wasn't great. And he didn't want to park his truck in the garage. I forget why. And he made this crazy turn over the curb into the parking spot. And I it seemed like it was a handicapped spot. It might not have been. I don't know. But I remember thinking... And, and being like, are you sure? Do you not fear getting towed or anything? Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, the restaurant's right there. Like, I'll see it. And I was like, I don't know if that's the bigger issue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the problem. Also very shocking. Like, you're in the car and you're like, oh, we're just going to go over this curb Yes. Now. Okay, so actually I can talk about this because I realized this was kind of a date. And I, mind you, this is the second time I've met this person. And just the conversation was so difficult because past talking about work stuff, it was it was just not that it went beyond our hobbies not aligning. It was like he doesn't drink because of this crazy backstory. He doesn't like smoke weed because of this crazy <laughs> backstory. So it was a lot wild, including jail time. Wild. I I just I thought to myself who are you because everything about him was very much i work in tech and i have this nice place in this nice area mm-hmm. and none of it was giving off i've been to jail <laughs> yeah vibes and i don't judge a book by their tech job <laughs> <laughs> a silicon valley love story <laughs> hey don't steal that that's ours <laughs> So there, there's mine, and you're welcome. Thanks, I, I appreciate that. Um, okay, it's your turn to ask. Well, question. okay. So speaking of, that was a very okay first date, and I can't say for sure if after that I would have gone on a second. So for you, if you went on a first date and it was just okay, would you go again? Like try a second date? Yeah. Yes. Would you try for a second? You date? know, my initial reaction being me, I'm just like no. I trust my gut feeling. But then I try to put I'm trying to put myself in that situation or or like remind myself of situations that I've similar situations that I've been in. And I want to say that I have given it one more try. And apparently that is what majority of those who answered this question, we asked our, our audience again, would you go on a second date if you had an okay first date? And 75% of you said that they would give it one more try. Hmm. And 25% said, no, I'm trusting my gut feeling. But for you, 
would you do you incline or go to second dates if you've only had an okay i mean i you have. I have, so therefore I suppose the answer is yes. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> On the same train, how long do you typically take to get ready for first dates? At least an hour okay. because I'm slow <laughs> and easily distracted when I'm getting ready, especially. Because you're watching Grease. Because <laughs> I'm watching Grease. I am not getting ready for a date watching <laughs> while watching Grease stop uh no but yeah I, I just I prefer I also prefer to take my time so that I don't feel so stressed mm-hmm. I think for some people it's it's the opposite where the longer they take probably maybe the more anxious they get about it mm-hmm. uh but for me it's the longer well not that I'm trying to take two hours or anything but I feel like an hour is a pretty solid chunk of time mm-hmm. do you take depends less? if you're sha- like if you like oh right yeah shower. if you're showering <laughs> Is it summer? If it's summer, I'm shaving, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I likely hadn't shaved up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I don't know. Do it you depends take... on the season, is the answer. <laughs> Do you take longer time or less time? I think I would take l- a longer for the reasons that you were saying, is I would rather be able to take my time versus, like, run out the door. Wow. You know? I really thought you were going to take less time than me. No. <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> she had a thoughtful look on her face and then shrugged. <laughs> well, because I think even outside of the dating situation, I know that if I have something on my calendar, I am the person on on my Apple ca- Apple calendar. I sound old. Like my calendar that I I book in travel time and I also book in like getting ready time. So I set a reminder like two hours in advance to this thing on my calendar that I need to start thinking about getting ready at the very least. Oh, that so makes sense. That's part of the getting ready for me is the mentally like, okay, I'm done with doing whatever I was doing. Yeah. In this half of my day, I'm now going to start prepping for this thing, whether it's like taking a shower, shaving or whatever, or like picking Got what it. I'm going to wear. And then See, that makes sense to me. I don't mm-hmm. travel or factor in travel time. And therefore, that's why I'm showing up a little later than they got there and having to look for them. So <laughs> It's all coming together. Yeah, makes a lot <laughs> of sense. But I will say that the average answer for that question was about 45 minutes to an hour. It okay. makes me nervous. 45 minutes makes me nervous, actually. Like, I'm just like, I don't think that's enough time for me to, like, do all the things that I just mentioned. 45 minutes seems too short. Maybe if you're a dude. Maybe. Yeah. Sometimes they just don't try as hard. Mm. (laughs) Okay. This question, this next question hails back to one of our earlier episodes about splitting the bill. Mm. But specifically for a date, would you split the bill on a first date? Yes, no, or depends? I think I would go depends. Hmm. What, what, What is it of the factor that makes you say depends? Maybe it's like the activity so, like, if we're going to a movie, just I'm pulling an example. Maybe yeah. I buy the snackies and he buys the tickets or something, you know? Okay, Kinda that like makes that. sense. Sure. Um, but in in specific situations that I've been in, I have been told, no, I'm paying for this. Like, I put my wa- – I'm like, I attempt to take my wallet out and they're like, no. I would ideally want to be able to split if I can, but I wouldn't say no if they are offering to pay. <laughs> I think for me, it does also depend. So mm-hmm. our audience said 48% of them said, yeah, they would split the bill. Which is 35% surprising. said, I know, same. 35% said depends. And 17% were like, nah, I'm not splitting the bill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which either means like I'm paying because I'm I want to pay or no, they're paying. They're paying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either and way, more power to you. I I I feel like if if we're going out for drinks, for example, and mm-hmm. it's a date, it's a first date. I I would expect you to pay for the first round of drinks, mm-hmm. and then if I like you enough to continue the conversation and and especially if i initiate oh do you want another drink then i i would absolutely offer to pay for mm-hmm. that second round unless um, he's open to tab right in which case <laughs> that's a slightly added to the tab <laughs> yeah then it's like a hey are you down and then they have to decide whether or not they're paying for that <laughs> second <round of> <laughs> yeah but yeah i was very surprised at how many people said yes i mean 40 percent you know, that's... 48%. That's, yeah. Progressive and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, though, that there's an element to... And I, I know... Be, or I'm saying this because I have felt that way. Of not f- wanting the other person... Or it's not even about them. I don't want to feel any type of obligation for anything. Mm-hmm. Whether that's something physical or even a second date. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to feel that sense of obligation sometimes. Mm. Um, not that so any you, of the do people... do you think by paying for a portion or splitting the bill takes away that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I, I was just about to say, it's not that the people I've, I've been on dates with have ever been that way or given off that vibe at mm. all. I just personally, it's for my own mental, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's my own thing. Mm-hmm. And no, I get, I get that. I can't. I get that. It's like we're on an even playing field here. There's nothing. There's nothing you have against me. Yeah, <laughs> you did not buy me a, a fancy dinner or whatever. Right. Maybe that's like a little bit of trauma talking. I think so. We're gonna so go ahead know. and not address that in this episode. <laughs> Noting it down for another. <laughs> well, all of this can be uncomfortable. Obviously, this is the reason why we're talking about it. But you know what would make us more comfortable with first dates and dating in general is knowing how to have the best first date. So for that, we turn to another Vanessa, (laughs) Vanessa Van Edwards at the Science of People, who published an article called 11 Science-Backed First Date Tips to Make Your Date Great. Um, And if you want to read more, you can go to scienceofpeople.com slash first date tips. Easy. Um, so we're going to share a few of some of our favorite tips. There were there was a lot. It was a good it was a good article. At first, I laughed at Vanessa because she's like, "Oh, well, we should research what it means to have a good first date." And I'm like, "What is WikiHow going to tell you? Like, brush your hair, <laughs> brush your teeth? Like, I don't know." Some people need that advice, Melissa. Okay, and I get that because this was a really good article. I will say, Vanessa Van Edwards. Um, <laughs> but one of the um, some of the favorite of our favorite tips that were shared is. Uh, the first one being get your mind right before the date and practice self-compassion so I liked this one I resonated with this one specifically because we were talking about having you know whether it's part of our getting ready routine you know for me I said I need to mentally prepare (laughs) to go into this situation so that's baked into my getting ready time Mm -hmm. and a lot of mental prep is also prep the mental prep is also prep and a lot of times or oftentimes people can feel that anxiety before first date or the jitters before the first date maybe it's the butterflies before the first date you know a lot of times it could be carry in a negative way so the reminder to be to give yourself grace, to be a little bit more compassionate. Like dating, we get it. The, the bottom line is that dating is hard. 
dating is difficult and this other person that you're going on a first date with think about it they're in the same shoes as you they're going through this awkward dating situation as well so you can be a little bit more compassionate about your situation you know you're Mm. not alone in this weird dating situation there's a lot of people that's great because Mm -hmm. oftentimes it feels like you're the one that's nervous and you forget that maybe the other person is also nervous. Mm-hmm. I forget maybe they're worried about finding me in a crowd also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the, I did like that, that piece of advice. I think for me, one of the other things that she spoke about that resonated with me personally was that no, or rather knowing that a perfect match doesn't require perfect compatibility and Vanessa, in this part of the article, goes on to talk about how when she met her now husband, she actually almost discounted him completely because of his job at the time. And she was saying that at the time, she wanted to be more creative than she felt like she was at that point. And so she sought it out in relationships. Kind of that idea of if I date creative people, that must mean I too am creative, right? So, mm-hmm. so she found out that this guy was a computer programmer. And so she made a whole bunch of assumptions, sounds familiar, about him. <laughs> and she just realized that a lot of that was because she hadn't realized her own self yet fully. Mm-hmm. And she was, again, seeking that out in somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so she came to realize that their differences were actually very complementary yeah. in the way that they kind of approached life. And I just thought that was fascinating because you can have almost nothing in common on a surface level, but maybe the way that you approach problems or situations are are compatible. What your values are, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or maybe your values are very much aligned, which Mm -hmm. I think matters a whole lot more than the hobbies that you have, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she included this great quote from robert levinson at the university of california who said that different personalities may provide couples with complementary resources for dealing with life's challenges Mm. which when you really think about it isn't that what you want to me i feel like the person that you're with should be on your team and the way that you approach situations should be we are a team and we're going to go after it together yeah that and also if you're the same person or like you're seeking out what you think is what would be compatible you would initially you would think like oh i need someone similar to me but it's kind of nice to have that other perspective of maybe approaching a problem that you may have they could provide that perspective and help go through that situation in a different way that you may not have done or known to do before so it's like that's in itself is complimentary yeah it's like being able to bounce whatever issue you're having or you know as a resource like it's that like this quote says like you don't have to be the same for it to work basically you want that diversity that's hard to cope with or deal with i think when you are thinking that you are seeking something specific out mm-hmm. and melissa and i have talked about this personally before not on the podcast about how it's ingrained in us as as women specifically to think about money and job and security and mm-hmm. those three things kind of tied together of yeah. can this person provide for you mm-hmm. and i was thinking to myself recently kind of about this idea of I because I've I've been doing this work in therapy of the person I choose to be with me in this life needs to be somebody who adds something as an extra as a bonus Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. not something that I feel that I'm missing. Yeah. Like in Vanessa's example, it was she was missing creativity. She was trying to fill that void with someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I very much am trying to approach it from the lens of uh, my life is so full. And when I really think about all of the things that I have going on, I'm going to cry. <laughs> When I think about all the relationships I currently have in my life, all the hobbies I've developed, my life is so, so full, and I just want this other person to add to it. Oh, wait, why am I going to cry? I, like, love that you're saying this right now, because well, this, this is time literally last, on the verge of this time last year, you weren't saying this. You were right. This time, oh my God, you're make me cry. No, yeah, <laughs> this time last year, I was not saying this stuff at yeah. all, and I was struggling to find that fullness in myself, mm-hmm. but now that I've found more of that... I sometimes am scared that I'm going to lose it. Melissa's is like snapping. <laughs> I, I kind of freak out like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose myself again? Mm-hmm. And my therapist, Jillian, is very much just Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it one step at a time. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, now that you know that you you can find it, it'll be easier to find it again. And she always tells me that Jillian, you're never going to have it forever. <laughs> She's like, you're not going to have self forever. There are going to be moments in your life where you lose self a little bit. And that's normal. That's okay. But now that you know what that feels like, you can find your way back to it. And sometimes much quicker than before. Yes. Yes. And so now I'm like, okay, they can be anyone as long as our values align. And, you know, we we see each other as good partners. So take that as you will, whoever you're swiping on right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Melissa and I, too, were mentioning this idea of some i know i joked about trauma earlier but it is a little bit i think of a lot of collective female trauma around the idea that they need to be secure in the person that they choose because they don't have the resources for themselves to be secure right and also the idea of even putting this weird added weight to your profession and how that ties into what successful means that yeah because obviously we are wanting we have we were motivated people we have goals set in our life and a lot of times we're fed this idea that your profession ties into that yeah label and definition of success what success is allows us to sometimes fall into this judgment of you know seeing this person and judging them by their profession like you did this tech dude who's a tech dude but he's been to jail (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh there were so many things (laughs) But you know, it's yeah, and I and I've like Vanessa said, we've talked about this before, and and it's kind of it's very eye opening that we've both had these types of thoughts that go through our head, but separately. Yeah, um, we've never like, talked Why? about it before. Why does right. it happen to us? It's this collective, like trauma. <laughs> All right, we've blathered on enough. I think it's time to wrap it up. We're just so excited to be back. Season and six. I can't wait for the rest of season six. Oh my gosh. Yes, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you again to everyone who submitted their uh, answers to our poll questions. More to come later in the season. And thank you all for listening today. Um, be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please, please share it with your friends. It would be a lovely Valentine's Day gift that you can give to us. And leave us a review. Uh, and really, We release new episodes every Tuesday, so we will talk to you next week.